This is Josh Mills. And this is John Mills. Welcome back to another episode of Acquired Tastings. We are ecstatic to have you guys back along with us. Hope you're having a wonderful holiday season. We're about kind of halfway through the major holiday season when this comes out for you. And uh, we're just happy you guys are along with us and uh, on a wonderful warming liquor week. Warming is right. It's, uh, what, 67 degrees out there? Now? For us when we're recording this, yeah. It's, you know, the joys of the South. It was in the 40s, 30s and 40s last week, and now back up to the 60s. But Well, it's been raining every yeah, day except today. Exactly. So, But we're happy to have you guys back along with us. We're doing winter warmers this week with our That's liquor. Right. That's our liquor theme. So, Dad, why don't you let everybody know what you're doing and your pairings? I'm doing Angel's Envy Finished Rye. It's 100 proof. All righty. And what are your and pairings? My, man, my pairings are Villa Tonona, and it is a cheese, and they actually put it in a Kentucky bourbon barrel. Oh, barrel-aged Bellamontano. Cool. How about that? That sounds really good. What else do you have? And then I have uh, aged Maturgo. Okay. Maturgo. And then I have beef. See, I, I couldn't decide on what I was doing. So I have beef, garlic, summer sausage, and then I, again, I couldn't decide. But <laughs> I did blueberry and raspberry fig newtons. Okay. And I'll talk about the fig newtons and explain why I did that. Okay. So that's kind of a throw in. Maybe not. Maybe. Who knows how it'll go. We'll yeah. See. We'll just see. Very cool. And then for mine, I'm doing the Domingue Canton uh, ginger liqueur. You know, we've been looking at the warming there in a couple different ways. And my pairings are, I have goat cheese. I have some Gus's World Famous Fried Chicken. And then I have a little ginger vanilla sandwich cookie. Oh, boy. So it's a little different. So the, the, what was the I know, cookie last week? I know I did that last week. <laughs> Well, that's different. I can tell these by are, the color. Yeah. <laughs> so these are different. Last week, I got them from a local bake shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, they're the box ones that you can get from Trader Joe's. Oh, okay. So looking really good. All right. Who's now, going first? Well, but before we get Ooh, started, that's right. we've got to talk about your blind from last week. So last week, Dad blinded a beer. And what was it you thought it was, Dad? I don't know. You know, I worked through it. I kept saying maybe it was a really, really light IPA, but I ended up saying, nope, it's a pale ale, and I could have stopped right there, and I should have. Yep, you should have. But I said, you know, Lost 40, you know, they got a good one. All there's, I talked about Diamond Bear. They have a good one, but it didn't taste like Diamond Bear. And so, what was it, Josh? Well, why don't you say, you didn't finish what you said, what you said it was. I said it was Lost 40. You said it was Lost 40's Pale Ale. It was Dale's Pale Ale. So, a very standard American style Pale Ale, which is just what Lost 40's was. So, that was a good guess. Yeah. You know, we'll give it to you as full credit. Full credit? Yeah, we'll go, we'll go ahead. You know, it's the holidays. I'd be happy with the. C plus. It's the holidays. (laughs) We'll, we'll give you full credit. All right. Awesome. Awesome. All right, well, let's go ahead and get into it, and there this week, Dad, we are going to start with yours. Oh, no. So, uh, I've got the Angel's Envy Finished Rye. It's 100 proof, which is 50 ABV, but it is not the government watched. It's not bottled bond, in bond. bond. Okay. But 
that doesn't matter. It's still 50. And so then I've got, like I said already, I've got that bourbon cheese. I've got the aged paterno cheese. I've got the garlic, beef garlic, summer sausage, and then the blueberry and raspberry fig mix. Okay, cool. So before you... Any, any order you want, but... I won't talk about the Fig Newtons before you start digging into them, but the cheeses, I picked the cheeses, you know, there's that one that's bourbon cheese. It's aged in a bourbon barrel. And I'm thinking, rye, bourbon barrel cheese, hmm, it should go. Right. And then the aged cheese sort of has that nutty flavor, which I think should go. And... Then the, you know, the the beef and garlic sausage, summer sausage, that should go okay. I think it, I could have had, like you did, the chicken, and I, and I think we've both been happy with that. Or yeah. we could have had, or we could have had, like, big old steak with this rye. And I think that would have gone good. So, before you talk about the Fig Newtons, let's go ahead and get into it a little bit. Now, for those of you at home who like to follow along with this, uh, these are being poured neat in a rocks glass. Right. Uh, we have some rocks here at the table, just in case. And I'm, That's right. I will end up putting it in because I know this was. Sure, I will too. Not but, in your glass, but in mine. <laughs> yeah, but so we have we have. That's how we're that's how we're drinking this one, and I love this whiskey. This whiskey is, it's so good. It's we, special. We, it's delicious. We kept walking by it. If you you know if you. Oh, several months ago, it was uh, first of September. We went on that trip to Louisville, and you got it. You got to have a reservation to get the tasting tour at right? at Angels Envy. Yeah. At Angels Envy, we didn't do that. I walked by there on my way to one of our tours, and they hadn't opened. We got we got done with another tour, and I was I was gonna hurry as fast as I could. But they were already closed. Yeah. So it's like, it's on my list. And every time, it's one of those, you know, it's not a bourbon, but Angel's even does make a bourbon. They Several. <laughs> they make a very good bourbon. <laughs> they make a very good bourbon. And so, you know, I'm on the bourbon club. Every time people say there's, it's out there, I go hunting for it. And this particular bottle, I walked in my one of my, you know, favorite. I got more than one favorite liquor store. I walked in there and it was sitting on the counter, and I was like, "Hmm, I'll take that." <laughs> <laughs> well, it is expensive. Yeah, you know, it's a little over a hundred bucks. Next time you want a bottle, let me know because I got a little honey hole. I can find. One. <laughs> I can right. find. I can find one for you for under a hundred. Okay. Okay. But yeah, so it it is a very special bottle. It's limited what they make of it, and it's very good. It smells so caramely on the nose. It does has that wonderful rye little bite to it. But it, I mean the the big thing that comes off is the caramely. Now, now da- I don't get the I don't get the rum barrel because it's in a Caribbean rum barrel. Right. So where I, I don't get that, do you? Where I get that is there's a that caramely sweetness. Well, yeah. That's that's where I get it from. Cause, so well, why don't you, you say molasses? Right. So why don't you go ahead and explain the finishing 
process because you know we talk, we're talking about this a finished rye. So what does that mean, and kind of what barrels are used, and how how do how do they do this this okay. liquor? So you know everything that's bourbon has to go in a charred oak barrel one use first use yep one use first use and then they can't use that barrel again for themselves for bourbon for bourbon they can sell it and it can be used for whatever else so they could use it they could use it with their rye they could use it with their rye that's true now there are char levels and i really didn't know a whole lot about this so there's like Level number one is a 15-second char. Now, I don't know how, you know. <laughs> Have you ever seen it? Have you ever seen it done? I haven't. I so. Well, I, I went on the internet and found found places where they were showing it. But, yeah. It's, a, it's amazing. So, basically, think of, like, this hole that is the size of a barrel. Uh, that's a little bit smaller than the size of a barrel. And a jet of fire. Yeah. Going straight up through that. And right. so what he's talking about here is the barrel is within, like, that that burst of fire is charring the inside of the barrel or burning the inside of the barrel for 15 seconds. Right. And then level two is 30. Yep. Level three is 30, only 35. Mm-hmm. And that's the Angel Envy char level. Okay. For their bourbon barrel. Now, I assume that you know, there's something similar going on with this Caribbean rum barrel, but I didn't find anything like that in in my research. Now, there is a level four, which is a 55-second char, and they call that the alligator char. And the reason they call it the alligator char is the it produces a wood texture similar to alligator eyes. So that, that fire has charred that wood so much that it's it's uh it's it's like charring up and making little squares and little yeah if you think back to like your campfire your fireplace firewood right that's been in there for a long time and it gets those like little squares that pop out and it looks like the Mm -hmm. fire is coming from within the wood but there's still the little char pieces out front that's that's that alligator skin and there's probably a little sizzle coming out. The <laughs> yeah. moisture was barely left. Right. And, you know, all these toast levels, everybody has their own formula for the toast levels. They are pretty standard amongst liquor about the timing of it. They're a little bit different when it comes to wine. You know, we have light toast, medium toast, medium plus toast, heavy toast. and yeah. But those, it, all that has to do is talking about how long the inside of the barrel was burned. Right. Or charred by intense fire. Because that will, you know, in wood, there's sugar, you know, and so it's cooking those sugars and preparing the wood for that exchange of, of alcohol versus, versus the, uh, the wood. Now, the interesting thing is the Angel's Envy Rye is a six to seven year old, 95% rye, not 100%. That's still very high though. Oh, that's very hot. When it comes to rice. It's, so it's 5% malted barley. Now, it's aged in this Caribbean rum. Wait a cast. second. Wait a second. Step back. There's no corn 
It's only this rye is malted and... barley. Yeah. Wow, that's 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 odd too. Well, it doesn't have to be corn. It doesn't have. It's, ha- not, it's no. not bourbon. It doesn't have to, but a lot of times places that do rye whiskeys uh-huh. will use corn as well in their mash bill. Josh is I'm already. Over I'm already pouring some more. <laughs> he hadn't so, drunk at all, but he's still. <laughs> I knew it was going to be gone. <laughs> he wasn't topping it up, but anything. But so it's uh, in that in that barrel for eighteen months. And that barrel was used for cognac. You said it was rum. It's a rum cask that served as a cognac cask before that. Okay, so it, and it, so it started out as rum. Cognac. Oh, and then went and to then rum. Went to rum. Oh, interesting. I didn't quite get that, and and they said like it's, you know, it's uh, got that level three. That's interesting. So that means, you know, it's. It's a French oak barrel. At that, knowing this, it's either French or French and Hungarian oak barrel. This had cognac in it, and has had rum in it. You know, we talked about this. You know, what are you tasting this? I know you've been talking a lot about. It. Once you oh, get, I, get your, I get, get your that taste same on. caramel, which is sort of surprising because I thought I would get more molasses, more rum. But the reason we get the caramel is because of that cognac. Well, it's also just that. The rye itself, having that high of a rye, you said it's aged for six to seven years before mm-hmm. it even goes in the it even goes in the rum cast mm-hmm. cask. So you're building those caramel flavors at that point, but then you're also pulling in those extra flavors from that eighteen months in there, and that's what I think honestly is the rum that's kicking up that sweetness mm-hmm. level. But I do on the nose, I get, and I'm gonna have to try that ginger cookie. Because I do on the nose, and maybe I'm just, maybe my brain is playing tricks on me because the ginger cookie's over there and the ginger drinks here. <laughs> I'm smelling here, and I think I'm getting a little gingerbread. I can see that. I can see just, that because there's it just now, the spiciness of the rye, the, the sweetness of the, the, I can see that coming in. I did not do the normal John Mills Screw up with sticking his nose all the way down in there. <laughs> Burning it off. Oh, I would have burned it off because it's, it's 58 VV. It's so, it's so yummy. So the interesting thing about it is it smells so yummy. It's like dessert. Yeah. Okay. Here comes the fig newtons. Okay. Talk about your fig newtons. So there's two kinds of fig newtons. The two that are horizontal to the plate are blueberry. The two that are up and down are raspberry. And I didn't get just plain old fig newtons. Because they'd be fig on the inside. Well, I, I guess I'd have to look at how they fig. make a blueberry fig newton, but yeah. <laughs> so part of my thought process here is, okay, we got the dessert thing. I needed something that's kind of desserty, And then, I don't know if you remember. Yeah, you do. Mash. Oh, yeah. 4077. Mobile Army Surgical Hospital. Hospital, yeah. Started in 1977. And I were married in 1977. It's a great show. All of you young people out there, if you have not seen Mash, go go find it and watch it. It's a great show. So in year five, I think the episode is called Hepatitis, for whatever reason that (laughs) is. Colonel Potter who is the colonel of, of the base there, 
of the mash. And he and Hawkeye, which is one of the surgeons who's the real kick-up slapstick kind of guy. Who's played by Alan Alda. Which is played by Alan Alda. For those of you people who may know that name. Colonel Palmer's played by, I can't remember. But anyway, they're they're talking about something and they, they go to the colonel's location, his tent, and he says, I got some scotch here, I got some Fig Newtons. You know, there's nothing better than a... Fig Newton dipped in scotch. <laughs> now, we could try that, but I've tried it before, and the Fig Newton, to me, I mean, you got the Brady part, and you got the Fig, the yeah. Fig Newton. To me, it's like, take a bite of the Fig Newton, take a sip of the scotch, let that swirl around, take another bite of the Fig Newton, yum. Yeah. I'm hoping for that here. So... I've only had the cheeses so far. Well, I hadn't had any. I know because you've been yak, you've been yakking for the last, you know, fifteen minutes. But yeah, you let me talk and you drink some and try some stuff. So I've had both the cheeses. So the the Belventano, the whiskey cast Belventano, it's a lot drier than I expected it to be. It has a really good nutty, deep flavor that balances down the whiskey. The whiskey is comes across quite sweet and has a lot of stuff going on but there's not there's some of that earthy spiciness right but there's not a lot Mm -hmm. it plays more in the like high hot cinnamon spice level rather than kind of your earthy spiciness the Belaventano really brings it down and so does the manchego Mm -hmm. the cabbage manchego it doesn't it it kind of steps down to the bottom, but it doesn't make the bridge like the Bellaventano does. Okay. They're both really good pairings, and I really like the nuttiness of the Manchego matched against the the light nuttiness in this one, in this um, whiskey. Now, the nuttiness in the whiskey itself is a tertiary or a very behind-the-scenes behind. Behind kind of flavor there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's there, but... It's almost like a cashew that has been candied in sugar and then candied in maple syrup or candied in molasses. Right. Um, So it's very, very sweet, and those sweet flavors come through a lot, talking about the nut specifically. Uh, So it's way, way back there. It's good, though. I think. Do you get any marshmallow with that sweetness? I don't. Okay, well, I do. Yeah, it's, I was, you know, I've had it before, so I was thinking, oh, we could we can make some some mores here, and we, that would actually that would work. I think it would. You know, the cranberry or graham cracker, graham cracker cookies. Yeah, I think that would work. You know, the graham cracker, the sweetness, and then the maybe using a dark chocolate rather than a milk chocolate to give some more right. depth and acidity to it. Well, and that's what you usually get at a lot of these uh, tastings. Whether it's bourbon or whether it's whiskey, you get the chocolate. Okay, that's okay. That's been done. It's great. Works. But we're trying to reach out here for the listeners and pick different things that they wouldn't necessarily normally pick. Yeah. No, and, and that's, that's, that's this is really good. The cheese that Joss and I talked about earlier in the week. It would have been so freaking good with this. I think so. Um. I made a run to Edwards, and of course it wasn't there. Made a run to Kroger's, and 
they wasn't there and I asked about it and they go, Oh, we hadn't had this in a year. It's the, it's the Norwegian peanut butter, goat cheese. We've had it. We've had it. We've had it on the podcast. We've had it on the show before. It's a caramelized goat cheese from Norway called Yai toast. And it's spelled like, don't try and spell it. (laughs) Because well, it's like the actual J-E- brand, the brand you get in the United States is called uh, Sky Queen. Yeah, Sky. Yeah, Sky Queen comes in like a, uh, a little red, bit. red cellophane cube. Yeah. So I was actually I was scrolling through one of the social media platforms that that we're on, and I saw a cheese video that was talking about Yai Toast, and what they did with it, they melted it down with caramels to make like a dip like a caramel apple dip but using the yai toast in there to kind of make this little extra funky sauce which was really cool we're gonna have to do that for for Halloween. you know it would be a great idea to do with cold table which so talking about your pairings here i really love this as a winter warmer just plate so you if you're new to the podcast something that we do here as a family on Christmas Eve is we do what's called a cold table, which we do foods and they're not cooked. You know, this is a a tradition that my mom brought to our family from her time in Norway when she was an exchange student. Mm -hmm. And they do it Christmas Eve because Christmas Eve is kind of the big present night and the big like small family night. But then Christmas Day is when you're like cooking all day. And so they do this small no cook meal on Christmas Eve mm-hmm. because they're doing the big meal the next day. And it's it's a great tradition that we've done. I mean, you did you and mom do it when you were first married before you had yeah. kids? Or oh, yeah. I mean, it's just. We've been doing it forever. Yeah, <laughs> for, for a very long time. And it's a great tradition. It's something that we do, you know, like I said, we do all the time. And that's in summer sausage is something that is always it comes out in the fall time, comes out in the early winter, which I think was a great play on the table. I haven't had it yet. I saw you just have some. But I really love your idea here because this is a great grazing whiskey to me. It has a lot of great flavors to it. It's not overly hot, even though it is 100 proof. When you drink it, it doesn't burn as badly as other 100-proof whiskeys do. Depending on how quick you drink it. <laughs> yeah. So, Would you try the ice in it? Yeah. So I, I, rye whiskeys are ones that I always put I put ice in. So a little bit after I had my little extra smidge, I put the ice cube in it. It really mellows it down. But the flavors really stay the same. Yeah, how exactly. Did, how did the summer sausage go? So the the there's actually that garlic in there, and you know I was looking for a pairing and said you could pair, you know, big meats with this. I thought, well, I don't have time to make a big whatever meat and barbecue or anything like that. But I think if you made a real heavy barbecue with this rye, I think there'd be a little conflict with each other. They'd be fighting a little bit. Okay. I don't know because you didn't do it. But as far as the summer sausage, it's got enough flavor and the beef, and they seem to go well together. Not as, I'm going to have to, best on plate's going to be, uh, I think, a cheese. Well, I hadn't done the Fig Newtons yet. 
I mean the the other new right <laughs> the blue and the raspberry yeah it I just you know this is a good one I could drink this all night oh yeah I mean I could definitely drink this all the time it's just it's not and you know we're talking about stuff for holidays here you know this is not an everyday whiskey this is your everyday whiskey let's be friends and uh, let's hang out a whole bunch I mean the price point's just a little bit too high here for for that to be kind of an everyday it's very special see I wish we'd gone to the to the actual distillery or the tasting room whatever it was to see if the price was a lot better because I think there's this thing that maybe that really that price is 70 and then it hits Arkansas and they know they can get anything they want for it right and so some liquor stores will sell it for 70 but then others will sell it for 90 and others will sell it for over 100 right and that's just that's I paid the, over 100. yeah that's the that's the whiskey world right now and it's terrible same stinks. thing with the bourbon yeah i mean it's 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 that's not happening too much with the scotches. Well, scotch has gone up because of the tariffs. Well, we scotch that, prices, scotch prices tar- had tariff, jumped in the last they've, yeah they've two jumped, years, and so they've stabilized at that higher price. Yeah, I mean, but from that sixty price to that eighty price. I mean, Oban fourteen is now a ninety plus dollar bottle of scotch. Right, right. it's a great scotch. Uh, is it worth ninety and above? And no. Mm-hmm. Is it worth sixty? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's just it's crazy how that how how all that is working. So we got a milk cheese and we got a sheep's milk. Mm-hmm. The manchego is sheep's manchego milk. is from Spain, and uh, it's aged between sixty days and two years. That's a big range. Yeah, well, I mean, there are different levels of manchego. Like, uh, this do you is, eat the rind? I don't. But I usually don't eat rinds of cheese. It's just a personal thing. I think you can't. It is an edible rind. Well, yeah. I just personally don't. It wasn't, about, wasn't terribly expensive. Depends on how much you buy, I guess. Right. So, <laughs> I guess it could be aged a minimum of two weeks. <laughs> two weeks? Well, this is 60 days, but. That's two months. That's two months. But yeah, that's that's really got some nuttiness to it. Mm-hmm. Manchego does. Yeah, and this one, that one is definitely more aged than, it's probably at least a year. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm a little disappointed with the cheese that was in the bourbon barrel, because I really don't get any of that bourbon barrel, do you? Not really. You get like a nuttiness, but... Mm-hmm. Well, and here's the thing. Belventano is usually a little bit softer than this. Mm-hmm. So that drying out of the cheese is going to where that kind of nuttiness and barreling is going to come from. Right. I just need to go back to Louisville and have a road trip. <laughs> Hire us a tour bus and do more. Yeah. So, I mean, or just stay in town and do a bunch of the stuff we didn't do in town. Well, they're in town. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why. You know who owns them, right? No, I don't. Who are they owned by? Bacardi. Bacardi? Yeah. Owns Angels Envy? Yeah. Who's Bacardi owned by? Aren't they owned by a conglomerate? Well, that's a good question. I don't know. Would Sazerac or somebody like them own Bacardi? No. 
I mean, I, anyway, I mean, it could be for uh, Picard, Picard, anyway. But then, Bacardi may just be big enough to be their own thing. Or oh, I see a, I see a Newton gone. Yep. So which one is this? The blue. The blueberry? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good. It's not life-changing. Mm-mm. But I just had to do it because... <laughs> the story with mash. Mash, yeah. It really just kills the sweetness. Mm-hmm. Leaves a little, leaves the, it leaves the whiskey a little bit more astringent mm-hmm. than it was before. And that's that whole, you know, sweet, sweetness of food versus food or versus right. what you drink. I don't know. That's pretty good. But yeah, it, it kills the sweetness of the whiskey. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm ready to switch over if you are. Well, I want to finish this raspberry one. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, what are other some of your? What do you remember the first time you had this whiskey? Not that long ago. I don't know if Marie brought it or you brought it. Brought it. The rye. Well, either one. Angel's, Angel's Envy was not in my wheelhouse. Yeah, you just didn't know about it. Or Mm-mm. well, well, you're not. You don't buy a whole lot of bourbon. That's true. In general, I'm, I'm learning how. Well, yeah. <laughs> Easy to learn, but it wasn't your go-to. Mm-mm. More scotch and rum. No, I'm kind of by. No, as far as between bourbon and rye, I'm like you. Give me a rye any day. Yeah, the the idea of the Vic Newton's cool. It just doesn't play out very well Mm-mm. because it, it just it really does make the the whiskey is kind of bitter, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I don't know about with you, but which is terrible. It wasn't supposed to do that. <laughs> you know, this is why we try things and figure it out. So that you, you, you know, the listener don't be, have to do go through it. You know, one of the things that MASH, so MASH, MASH is a show that was on from 77 to 82, I think. But the Korean War is what it's about. And the Korean War was from 51 to 53. Angel's Envy didn't exist. Of course not. And so that's, and the scotch that they could have been doing was, well, he said something about, he doesn't say what scotch, he just says 12-year-old. Mm. Well, Glenn Livet 12 has been going on since 1890 or something like that. Yeah, it could have been Glenn Livet, could have been McAllen, could have been. And, you know, I don't know what you can, what he was able, well, he's a colonel. So maybe he was able to get anything he really wanted. Yeah. If if the general didn't want it, he could have <laughs> got it. And so maybe that's what he was drinking. Maybe. Glenn Dovid or but say something like Oban. Oh, well, they, yeah, it probably wasn't in the States at that point. No. And it's 12, 14, Oban's 14 rather than 12. Right. All right. Well, you want to you wanna head and switch over? Or? Mm-hmm. All right, well, we can go ahead and switch over to mine. So, mine is the Domaine du Canton. It is a ginger liqueur. And on its label, it says it's a French ginger liqueur. Uh, so, just a little bit of a reminder. Liqueurs are based in either cognac or some sort of eau de vie. And then they're either steeped or kind of macerated in a flavor. And then sugar is also added. Mm-hmm. So... With this one, we ha- it is a cognac base, mm-hmm. and then it has vanilla and ginger added to it. 
And then my pairings to go with it are I have some goat cheese. I have Gus's world famous fried chicken. And then I have a little ginger sandwich cookie. I'm a little bit scared. What are you scared about? It's so clear. It's not that clear. And when I look at clear, I get worried about Uzo. Oh but that's goodness. Greek. Yeah, that's Greek. And you said cognac. I don't really think of cognac as clear. Unaged cognac is clear. Okay, well, unaged anything's clear. Exactly. That was a neat thing about, you know, taking that tour in Scotland. You go into the distilleries and, you know, they want to take any pictures, but, here, you know, here's this four-inch pipe with this, like, water coming out. And then there's another four-inch pipe with this water coming out. Yeah. That's whiskey, man. Yep. <laughs> That's what it looks I, like I, in the raw. And there's your scotch coming out. <laughs> so, when we talk about Domaine Canton, they've been doing this for a long time. And it is focused in, it, the flavor is ginger, okay? They used hand-cut baby Asian ginger. Hmm. So, young ginger, which has a little bit more spiciness to it, but also a little bit more sweetness hmm. as well. And they also use Tahitian vanilla beans and then honey that comes from Provence. So, the honey gen- is the sweet. We've got a ginger plant right outside. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You do. Do they use the ginger flowers or do they No, use they use the, the ginger root. Oh, okay. The roots. Okay. The actual ginger root, which is what you know mm-hmm. most people use yeah. for ginger. And but the sweetness comes from honey, which is also kind of interesting on it. Mm. Smells smells really good. Smells very floral. When you smell it, you get that bite of the ginger on the nose. But you do get this wonderful florality. That wonderful florality that just kind of cuts through and really rounds out Really rounds out the liquor smell. Definitely ginger on the nose. Definitely. I'm not sure what else. Well, I mean, it's not supposed to be anything else. This is ginger liqueur. It's supposed right. to smell like ginger. Yeah, it's lovely. You get some kind of sweetness. There's a florality there. There's that light, almost spicy smell of the ginger. But ginger has like a floral component to its smell. It takes you on a taste journey, doesn't it? It does. You saw me close my eyes. And I saw you like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Where, where did I go? Like, I don't know. You tell us. You're the one that went on the journey. Well, it was it was a, so it was a creaminess. I mean, the the texture of this is a lot different than the Angel's Envy. Yeah, it's very viscous. Very. The sweetness and the ginger are just like in your mouth all the way back. There's no bittering. Uh, there's no. You're, you're saying floral, and the only thing I get floral is like ginger. Mm-hmm. So what what floral are you getting? Well, it's like I don't know. It just kind of has this essence of white flower. Kind of what I'm. It reminds me of white flowers. It's not like a specific flower. It mm-hmm. just has that kind of right white. It to me, it just reminds me of white flowers. Well, ginger does make a white flower. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it smells like ginger. Well, exactly. But if you know other flowers, you kind of get you get a a, t- 
a tinge of, I mean, the, the ginger is, I'm going to start over. The ginger is too much of a unique flower. Yeah. So it's like, what is this? It's not honeysuckle, it's ginger. What is it? It's not roses, it's right. ginger. Well, <laughs> and that's the thing. So, you know, like I said, they use honey mm-hmm. in it as the sweetener. So that's going to be kind of probably playing in on it as well. Definitely. That's kind of getting you on that flavor journey. And did you say what the ABV was? I did not. It is 28. Okay. Well, I mean, and, and liqueurs should be. In that range. They should be lower mm-hmm. in alcohol. Now, the goat cheese goes very well with it. I started to do goat cheese when I couldn't get the yaitos. Then I hit upon these two ideas. Which they were great ideas. Hmm? I said they were great ideas. Yeah. So, to me, so when I was thinking through my pairing plate, I thought the acidity of the goat cheese would go well, kind of cut through the sugar. With the fried chicken, Gus's world-famous fried chicken has a little bit of heat to it. Mm-hmm. So, the fat from the fried chicken and the heat are going to kind of play, I think, going to play together. Mm-hmm. And I just think ginger and chicken work really well together. Mm-hmm. And then the like-like pairing at the end. Okay. But yeah, so this is a small batch. A small batch made from a fourth generation master distiller who watches over kind of how the eau de vie and the cognac and everything kind of comes comes together. And they're the one that makes sure that it's that it's done to its highest quality as it's been done for a for a long time i mean this is so domain canton domain de canton is like the it's the og it's the the standard ginger liqueur and when i decided to do this like it's great in cocktails ginger has such a warming effect and i think it would just be fun thinking about things that kind of warm you up in a cold well for most people cold winter (laughs) This kind of flavor just really kind of lifts you up and brings you it. I don't, is it the best thing to drink by itself? Eh, maybe not. But is it a great cocktail add-in? Yes, definitely. 100%. Okay. So what do you... Have you had it before with cocktails? I've had it, yeah. I've had it in some cocktails before. Like just cocktails that bartenders have made up. And they've had just kind of lovely little ginger spice. Mm-hmm. Ginger spice to it. Uh, chicken's got a lot of hot. <laughs> yep. But I hadn't tried the, I hadn't tried the liqueur with it yet. Well, you know, liqueurs being having sugar and having extra sweetness through it—that's kind of where that kind of play in was mm-hmm. kind of planned. Oh, but that spice—it's just over the top of it. The ginger couldn't stand up to that spice. Oh yeah, no, my mouth's still burning. <laughs> I don't know how Gus's does their chicken because the spices—they must inject it. I think they marinate it. Well, the spice is down in the middle. I think they marinate it in like buttermilk and, and their spices. Okay. But so I don't get the spices on the skin outer layer like I do on the inner. Yeah, you're right. So there, there's not enough sweetness to kind of kill that spiciness that's going mm-hmm. on with the chicken. And the spiciness of the ginger, because ginger can be spicy. Mm-hmm. That plays well together if you like spicy things. Mm-hmm. This is like this is a match more for the spice here rather than the 
sweetness cutting through and kind of bringing back that spice. Mm-hmm. Now, have you ever had this before? Or any like cocktail Absolutely with ginger? Absolutely mm. Have you? Yeah. You already asked me that. Well, you, uh, you had it with a cocktail. Have you had it straight like that? No, I have not. Wow. That is good. Yeah, it's it's a great little liqueur. It's a great little bar extra. If you like ginger, definitely go for something like this. Wow. <laughs> Your mouth's so on fire from the gusses. Oh, it's it's <laughs> it's calming down, but yeah. So what do you what are your overall thoughts of this liqueur so far? I really like it. It is really a good warmer. Yeah. So a holiday warmer, yeah. I could just sit here and <laughs> I don't need any food with it. You know, that's the thing, listeners. We do these warmer, we do these cocktails. We don't always have to have food. We have food because we're drinking as much as we are. But you really don't have to. You want to just sit in your easy chair in front of the fireplace? Go for it. Yeah, and but I think one of the places that this liqueur is really going to shine is in cocktails when it's mixed with other things to kind of because it it adds an extra depth to to what what you're drinking i mean just think about how how popular the moscow mule has been you know that's one of that's major flavors is ginger now it's not ginger liqueur it's a non-alcoholic ginger beer right but still at the same time that flavor in and of itself is something which People have seemed to gravitate toward recently. So it would be a great bar stand. Yeah. You know, if I, I would say this is probably, you know, a third round bar, bar buy. I think there's some other things that you use more often mm-hmm. when you're building your at home bar, you know, like an Amaro, a Campari, you know, some sort of bitter. Mm-hmm. The vermouths, rums, those sorts of things. I think Mm -hmm. this is like maybe a tertiary buy for what you're looking for. All for it. Yeah. So, have you tried the cookie? I haven't yet. No, yeah. So, how's the cookie different? You just said they were different where you bought them. But I think there's a difference because of the, you know, the color of this cookie is tan. And the color of the cookie, was it last week? Yeah, it was last week. Darker. So, to me, that means there's more going on with maybe that darker one. But they both have that marshmallow center. Yeah, so I th- I think the, the major difference, this cookie is probably going to be a little bit less ginger spicy. The center is more of a, last week it was more like a frosting. And this is definitely more of a kind of, I don't know, filling rather than a frosting kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think it's, I think it'll work well. I think the ginger, the gingerness is going to match, match there. I see you uh, eating one. What do you think so far? Well, the cookie's great. I got a, I got a get a little taste here of the liqueur. Oh yeah. It's yeah. not, it's not burning me up like that. I'm surprised at you being burned up by the chicken because you're the spicy guy, not me. I know, but I don't know if the chicken and the and the actual liqueur like they intensified the spice. They intensified each other. 
And so I can do the chicken by itself or I can do the liqueur by itself. But when you add these together, it's like squared. <laughs> Heat squared. Heat squared. Well, that's the math ma- man talking. <laughs> the math the math major over there. I think the chicken's good. Oh, it's great. With it. It's great. I think somebody who loves spicy stuff, this is a very interesting pairing for them. Because it presents spice in a couple different ways. You know, ginger, you have ginger spiciness, which is, which is its own thing. And then you also have like chili spice, which is its own thing as well. So that kind of plays together fairly well, in my opinion, because it, it, it adds spice in different ways. And I agree. It's not, it's not great. It's definitely not going to be best on plate. What is it? The chicken. <laughs> the chicken is not best on plate. Let's be real. Okay. <laughs> Let's not. Let's not lie to our listeners. <laughs> but this is a bar classic. The bottle is, you know, very well known. Very interesting bottle. Yeah. It's almost like... It's like you pulled... You may not remember. So when we were camping back in the old days, we had this little camping glass, and you'd pack it in your backpack, and then when you got to wherever, you'd telescopic uh-huh. the glass out, yeah, and that's what this looks like. Yeah, it does. It exactly. looks like it. It looks like it could collapse. Like, boop, boop, boop. Only it's boop, 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 boop. It's like six. <laughs> it looks like it could collapse on itself. Uh-huh. I it's, hope not. It's very good though. Mm-hmm. The more I kind of get into it, the more I'm into it. Mm-hmm. The spiciness of the ginger, you know, it's not the spiciest of ginger. So if you're looking for something that's going to like punch you in the mouth with ginger, this may not be it. Because there are, uh, there are some others. stronger one? I believe so. I, I don't know if there's any sold in Arkansas that are spicy, that are, have the more spicy style ginger. But there's one coming out of New York, like intense ginger liqueur, I think is what it's called. Yeah. And everything I was reading about it is it's very intensely uh-huh. ginger. This is a nice balance because when you're going with liqueur, I want that sweetness. Like, I want there to be the well, sweetness there. Right, and I think it, it should be there, and it should be in an balance. And I think with this liqueur, it is in balance with everything else that's going on. Mm-hmm. I'm all for it. Okay, I'm gonna go back to this chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just doing the skin and see what happens. Okay, watch out for that spiciness. Mm-hmm. Now, just a little bit ago, I saw you pour some Angel's Envy. Mm-hmm. Why do you, why do you pour some more Angel's Envy? What do you want to try? The cookie. The cookie. Uh, okay. Well, before you talk about that, how did the cookie go with the the ginger? It's, it might be best on black. Might. But I also want to try the, the, the angel's envy with the goat cheese. Okay. Just based on what you're... <laughs> mm-hmm. So, let's see here. Let's, let's look at a calendar while you're chewing. Mm-hmm. Because we're coming down to the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And we know we like to do, we like to have you know, a champagne or <laughs> or some sort of podcast for you guys before we get to New Year's. And this is this is releasing on the 15th. You know. This will come out on the 15th? This will come out on the 15th of December. And we'll have the 22nd. So next week, I know it's a little early in the show, Dad, but what do you think about doing a, a holiday cocktail episode next week? I'm all for it. 
All right, or some some sort of cocktail episode, kind of a, a special cocktail episode. And then the week after that, a couple of days before New Year's Eve, we'll do a some kind of like red or end of the year wine wine podcast, whether it's champagne or something Let's like see, that. Will Marie be here next week? Marie for recording. Yes. No, she will not. We're not shifting. <laughs> anyway, but I, I think we should do I think we should do a special cocktail episode next week. Are you are we gonna use the uh, same liquors? Maybe. Maybe we can maybe that we can do something special with that. We can make a, a winter warming cocktail with uh what we've got so far. I'm all for it. Alright. So uh I had so I had the ginger cookie with the ginger the ginger liqueur and it was really good. Now the spiciness of the ginger for me a little weakling when it comes to gin when it comes to spice. Starting to wear them, it's starting to wear on my palate a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, my palate's getting a little worn out, and this is kind of where I was thinking about with the the spiciness of drinking this by itself. I think it would wear on the palate very easily. The the uh, the ginger liqueur, mm-hmm. you know, ginger's a sharp flavor, mm-hmm. and this it it's a sharp ginger flavor that comes through. It gets your palate pretty prickly. It's not too alcoholic. Mm-hmm. That's going to kill your palate. But I think that ginger prickle, which sometimes ginger can just take over on your palate. Like, you, I mean, you eat Thai food more than I do. And if you have a little bit too much ginger in your food, in your Thai food, all, all you taste is ginger. That's right. It's interesting to me how that kind of is weighing. But I saw you uh, go to the Angel's Envy and the ginger cookie. How somehow I got to clean my palate because use the, that chicken is still talking to me. Use that club cracker in your water. Oh, there you go. There that'll you probably go. that'll probably get you there. Ooh. <laughs> Note to self: <laughs> Don't do Gus's fried chicken. Dad's palate's gotten a little weak on that spiciness. No, <laughs> no, it's the multiplier of that ginger. <laughs> okay, but I I really like this. Like I said, I think it's a great. You know, tertiary bar staple. Once you kind of get your bar set, or if you just absolutely love ginger, go mm-hmm. out there, get yourself this Domaine de Canton ginger liqueur. It's really, really good. I think this could be fun to cook with, too. I don't know how I would cook with it yet. Right. With the sweetness, because you're going to cook it down. The sweetness is going to intensify. But Well, that that uh, turkey taco I had last week that had some ginger in it. I think if you put a little bit of this in there, it like really flavored that up. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. Or it might have just put it over the top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might have. Last week I forgot the pepper flakes. Put it in, and the other night I had the tacos, and it was much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so did you go back to the the ginger cookie yet? And the yet. I'm still... And the rye. I mean, I think it's really good. I think it goes well with kind of everything that we've we've had so far. I mean, I think the only miss was the the chicken. With the ginger liqueur, it's a little too spicy. Right. Did you expect it to do that, though? No. I double, didn't. double up? Mm-mm. I expected it to be a little bit sweeter. Mm-hmm. I expected the sweetness to cut through that spiciness mm-hmm. of the chicken. And it just it, it didn't. It really just intensified the, the spice. Mm-hmm. 
It just seems like the goat cheese did it too, but the goat cheese had enough like balance to it mm-hmm. that kind of pulled it down a little bit. Goat cheese always on the plate. Goat cheese is <laughs> goat cheese for the win. Okay, that worked well. Okay, tell us why. Well, there, I told you I tasted a little bit of ginger with this angel zimby. Okay. Are we, you, you ta- over? Are we starting over? <laughs> you tasted gingerbread is what you told us. <laughs> I said gingerbread. But now with that ginger cookie and the angels in rye, that was a like-like. It really went well. Okay. I don't know. That could be best on plate for me. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. Well, wait a minute. Crossing over. I'm ready for best on plate. All right. Well, let's are. go ahead and go to best on plate. You... Give us both of yours first from my plate and your plate, and then I'll do mine. Okay. Uh, the aged chicken, or the aged cheese, was best on my plate. Okay, the manchego. Manchego for the angels in okay. And the reason was just that nuttiness and flavor of that cheese. I really, really, really wanted that bourbon cheese to do it. <laughs> yeah. I really did. Right. Now, that's not to say it, unfortunately, it might have been third, but the I love I love summer sausage. I can eat that every day of the week. Right. And so it, it definitely was a second. And those Newton whatevers they were just didn't. Yeah, that was I liked I liked the idea there and I liked the story behind it, but it just didn't quite didn't quite do it. Now, what about on my plate? Well, I I might have to say so. Best on plate. Sometimes best on plate has to do with it doing something different than you expected, mm-hmm. or doing it to the T squared. Yeah, that you didn't want or mm-hmm. didn't expect. And so, Gus's chicken, I think, did it for me. That was the best thing. You you liked that the best. I liked it and hated it. It was a it was a it was it was, it was well it was a love hate thing. I mean, but really, how could you hate a chicken like that? Well, you can't hate the. You're not hating the chicken. You're just saying that. The, I'm just saying that the pairing was a great. I'm wait a minute. The pairing. I'm saying that the pairing, okay, the pairing, I could say, okay, I could say the pairing, the goat cheese is great, but who wouldn't have thought that? Everybody would have said goat cheese and the ginger would have gone. And everybody would have said the ginger cookie and the ginger. Right. So because of the difference of what actually happened, I have to say the chicken. <laughs> that's that's what and you I, would want to eat. And I'm going, oh, that's so hot. Let me have some more. Oh, that's so hot. Let me clean my palate. Oh, that's so <laughs> hot. Let me clean my palate. Oh, that chicken. Oh, damn, that's good. Oh, let me have some more of this. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, so that's the thing is like, you know, it's it's a very interesting pairing. I will give you that. But did it do exactly what you thought? No, it didn't. It intensified the heat, and for me... But we knew it was. I did not know it was going yes, to. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. I told you we this when you talked, asked 
You we have uh, talked no. about this so many times on the podcast. No, we have talked about alcohol intensifying heat. Uh-huh. But this has sugar and sweetness to it. And it's not the alcohol. That no, it's, it's not the alcohol. It's not the either. alcohol that intensifies the heat here. It's the ginger. It's the heat of the ginger yeah. that is intensifying. Which, and, and Which is really just strange. Because, okay, there's honey. I shouldn't have made the chicken do anything. There's the sweetness of the ginger. That shouldn't have done it. There's the alcohol that was low. It shouldn't have done it. That ginger, boom. Well, I mean, like we said, gin, ginger can be spicy. Ginger has spice. Like, ginger is is known to have a spicy feel to it. And especially raw ginger has mm-hmm. a spice to it. And I think that's what happened is the the two types of spiciness came together and, like you said, squared each other. Mm-hmm. And I did not find it enjoyable. I, I, I did not. I think that was the miss. I was the one complaining. I know, but I, I didn't. You were complaining, so I didn't. I did. I, mean, did I, I said I agreed with you, and you're complaining on it. I think the best pairing was the cookie. Mm-hmm. The ginger, the ginger, the cookie but matched really well. It, like like yeah, it, like like. But the, just because it's a like like doesn't mean it's bad. It no. worked so well. The extra little sugar crystals that are on mm-hmm. top, it made. It, it intensified the ginger and that light. And then mm-hmm. it also pulled down the sweetness because the cookie is very sweet. Yeah. Just by itself. It has that light bite of ginger. And this gave it that extra bite Boom. to really pull it down. So for right. me on my plate, the Dominique Anton and the cookie were just lights out. Okay. And I think on your plate, it. <sighs> yeah. The Manchego was was superior to everything else. The right. the aged Manchego, but a very close second was the summer sausage. Okay, yeah, I'd said the, the summer sausage was a very very close second, and I'm just disappointed that bourbon cheese. Yeah, I mean it didn't it didn't come across as bourbon, but mm-hmm. it's hard to for that to translate. So, in long story short, great pairings and. Right. It's time for you to pour up a blind for me. I got it. All right, let's get it poured up. You better get ready. All right, so Dad has a blind poured up for me. It is a very interesting color liquor. It is like strawberry pink. It literally looks pink in the glass. (laughs) It's very, very interesting. Super light pink. Not really like a um, like an Aperol or a Campari red. No, it's no, like right. pink. It right. really is like pink. Okay. Smells of orange. Smells of like orange. Orange peel. Almost like bitter orange too. Maybe. Ooh. Also smells of blood orange. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm getting. Yeah, definitely smells like blood orange. Blood orange pith. <clears throat> Alright, on the palate. Ooh. Still getting that blood orange flavor. But there's also some other like spices and herbs going on here. It's some savory herbs. I can't quite put my finger on it because there's quite a bit of that blood orange 
flavor mm-hmm. here. Hmm. But it's very like it's thin and quick on the palate. There's um like I said, savory herbs. Uh maybe 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 juniper back there, but it's like way like all the stuff is like really way back there, but it's very like alcohol driven, very uh like thin it's almost like a vodka base with blood orange juice in it and then some other flavorings. So <laughs> so I can't remember the name of the brand. Uh oh. But I think this is a blood orange gin. There's this like herbiness and other spiciness that's going on in there. And that blood orange flavor that's coming through and the color, which is driving me. I think it's Malfly or Malfly or it's an Italian gin, but they do a blood orange flavored gin. Did you say vodka? No, I said gin. (laughs) I said the base seems like vodka. But there's blood orange and all these other like herbiness to it. But there's not a whole bunch of juniper coming through, which is why I say that like vodka base. But there's enough back there, which makes me think that it's not a blood orange vodka. It's a blood orange flavored gin. I think it's Malfly, Malfreeze, or something like that. But that's what I think it is. How many seconds was that? Liquors are pretty easy for me to go through. A lot of the times, they're easy to go. I thought through. you were a wine guy. I am, I've never said I wasn't. <laughs> but <laughs> liquors are liquors can be a little bit easier to taste through unless they're wood aged. Wood aged gets a little bit right. more complex because right. you really got to go into it. But I think that's what it is. So not next week because we decided earlier in the podcast, but in two weeks, you'll have to come back and find out whether I'm right or wrong. And next week, a couple days before Christmas, Come back, and we're going to do some holiday-themed cocktails. And, Dad, do you know what your cocktail is going to be? Well, I got two choices. Okay. What are they? I got the paper plane. Oh, paper plane is so good. It's really? not a holiday cocktail, but it is one of my favorite cocktails. And Vertalis and, mes- uh, Vertalis and Whiskey. Veritas, Veritas and Whiskey? Veritas and Whiskey. Truth and Whiskey. Okay. My two choices, and hopefully I'll make one of those. All right, and I think I'm going to do a bubble-based cocktail with this Domaine Canton. I'm thinking maybe there's one that they called Aphrodite's Dream, which uses cardamaro, which is a really fun like cardamom flavor tomorrow. Uh, if I can find it, or if I can find a bottle of it, or a a cocktail called a Sam I am, which has Benedictine and grapefruit and herbiness mm. or mm. walking on sunshine. So I don't know. I'm going to have to play this next week as we're kind of going through this. Cause this, like I said, this Domaine Canton is a really fun cocktail up, up to up. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> this is a, yeah. <laughs> um, we're still waiting on names for that, by the way, we have, we've had one entry from Becky and we're waiting for some more. So she come back. Had a good one. Yeah, it was a great one, but come back next week and we're going to do some fun, winter themed or holiday themed cocktails or just great cocktails doesn't doesn't even <laughs> matter at this point with our with liquors that we've used in the last couple of weeks and right. but remember thank you guys for being along with us this has been a wonderful journey dad another great great podcast this was an enlightening one yeah it was really fun to do 
especially tasting some liqueurs that we haven't really had before. Especially, yeah, ginger. <laughs> it's Oh, yeah. So remember, we're out there on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Most active out there on Instagram. And give us a like, a share, a follow, a review on your favorite podcast platform. That really helps us. The review and, you know, stars and reviews really helps us to get found by other people if you love what we're doing. Also, if you love what we're doing, share us with your friends. We would love to help you out and and have more people enjoy this wonderful podcast. If you're old school and you feel like it, feel free to send us an email at acquiredtastings at gmail.com. For us here at Acquired Tastings, once again, I'm Josh Mills. And I'm John Mills. And we'll see you next time. Thank you and goodbye.